What up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of And I think this is one of my new favorite portions. Is it really? Yeah, of our podcast because now we do two uploads a week, and on Fridays. We talk about relationship stuff. We talk about life stuff, and you guys contribute. Doesn't even come from us. Yeah, yeah, and you guys contribute stories, and we talk about it, and we all get to like explore it, and hopefully we can all take something away from it, which is awesome. And shout outs to all of you guys who've been submitting them because I know it takes a lot of courage to and and to be vulnerable, you know, to share these stories out here so that we can all learn and hopefully take something away from it. And so I've, I've been loving these because yeah, even in our talks and explorations, I'm like, hmm, we learn a lot about each other because we're like, wait, we view it differently. Yeah, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I really, really like it. So what do we got today? Okay, so um, yes, like Bart was saying, thank you so much for submitting. You guys will remain anonymous and this is one of the ones that caught my attention. Ready? Yep. Okay. Hey, Gio, replying to your post about my current situation. So I'm 24 years old, will be 25 this year. I am starting out as an artist with actually putting my artwork out there in in the world. Good for you. I recently I recently just created my first art Instagram so people can see my work. Sick. Yep. I've been struggling to go back to a nine to five job because I've I've been really interested in having my freedom and like possibly being an entrepreneur. I just feel like I'm still a beginner at a lot of things. So I feel this sense of feeling of overwhelm and can I do this? You guys have inspired me so much watching JK, your podcast and just all the content. I'm inspired also by the personal growth that you have done so far, Gio. Oh, thank you so much. And I see things in myself also looking within or mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you meant there, but thank you. Uh, thank you both so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for submitting. That was a beautiful message. Um, yeah, so 24 going to 25 wants freedom. Uh, doesn't want to go back to nine to five. Yeah. And which in many cases, nine to five and freedom, they kind of pull away from each other. They do. But then also in many cases, you doing your own business or becoming an entrepreneur and wanting freedom pull away from each other. Yeah, that's the tough part that you have no freedom. Yeah, A lot of people don't know that they go, oh, cool, self-employed, running my own business. They think I get to do whatever I want. No. But the problem with that is before when you played one role in a team, like let's say you're just grabbing rebounds or you're just customer service, that's all you're doing. And so when you're done with that and most like traditional jobs, when you clock in at nine, you leave at five, you have plenty of free time because you're only you're doing done that. at five. But when you're running your own business, as you see right now, you know what hours, Instagram, you know what hours they work? They work the hours of when my eyelids open yeah. Till my eyelids close. <laughs> and sometimes you need to work more than those hours and your eyelids can't even close. Because like, as you can see, when you're running your Instagram, um, first of all, you have to create the posts. You have to be the interaction. So you're your own social media marketing. Then you have to create your website in order to sell your art. So now you're running your e-commerce site. So now you're part of sales. And then if people buy things and they want to ship them, there's return. So now you're customer service. And then you're also having to uh, people that like this specific art, you got to make a lot of that. So now that's inventory management. And then what's crazy is what made you fall in love with the business to begin with, which is making that art becomes you 
becomes like 1% of what you're actually doing. Yeah. 99% of it now ends up being you running the business yeah. instead of doing the art that you like. Yeah. So in a lot of times, like in traditional Hollywood, that's why a lot of artists have managers so that they can stay doing the art. Like, let me just make my music. You figure out how to sell it, how to get it into movies, how to sell it to record labels, how to get it on Spotify, get it streaming. I just want to keep making my thing. But when you're first starting out, you kind of got to do the whole thing. So when you're looking at it in the beginning, it's actually way less freedom than a nine to five. And that's a lot of that's something that a lot of people don't don't really uh, think about. Yeah, I'm about to sneeze. So keep going. You're going to sneeze right now. OK. I said, keep going. Now it went away. Good. Now your turn. Um, no, because I also didn't want to speak and then like spit some bars and you sneeze on my bars. <laughs> I was going to sneeze on that side. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. Away from your bars. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, We don't mean to shit on your parade in any sort of I do. Uh, capacity. I mean okay, to cool. shit on it like crazy. And you know why? <laughs> I love, I love shitting on people parade because that weeds out. The who weeks. actually wants to do it the weakling because i do so like when me and joe go out and do these talks at colleges and stuff there's people that come out to me and they go hey i want to do i want to open a business uh please help me or what, what, what or i want to open a gym what is, what is your advice the first thing i do is don't fucking do it i tell everyone on a mic into a crowd of five hundred thousand people don't fucking open a business the fucking hardest shit in the world and when you want to have freedom instead of working 40 hours a week now you're working 80 80 hours a week the people that come to me after the show, hey, I know you told me all these things, but I'm so passionate about it. Then I go, all right, here's the real, the real shit. This is what you have to do. Because the people that are able to get punched in the face once ago, ooh, I don't want to fight anymore. It's not meant for you because business is fucking hard and you're going to get knocked down what's the percentage 20 of, times. Yeah, what's the percentage of businesses closing before the first year? <sighs> I think it's like 1% or something. No, that close. That's close. I don't know. Yeah, it's like 80%. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like 80%. So a yeah. lot of businesses close within the first year because you just don't have the tenacity to go through it. And even for or the right team or the right team. And even for me, uh, like with a lot of the businesses, I've gotten panic attacks. I've gotten anxiety. There's times I question my life. There's times I question if I should sell the business or not. There's like it, it, it's a lot of stuff. So if you're not passionate about it, it's not going to last. Yeah. Um, and but I, with all that being said. You want me to be the ray of sunshine? No, no. What I'm just saying is like, those are all the negative things. But if with all that being said, kind of like with the people that are going like, oh, yeah, if you go to med school, you got to go this, you got residency, you're not going to be asleep. But with all that being said, you get to save lives. So with all that being said, you do get to pursue your passion once you get all the business structure taken care of. Then you're able to go back into doing your art, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think the keyword here, um, I like that you've laid it out so raw, but I think the keyword here is passion. Yeah. If you don't have the passion or the drive to put in the fucking hard work, then it's just going to become not a nine to five, but a fucking endless fucking cycle of like doomsville because you're just like, fuck what? What what was supposed to be fun for me is now just fucking I, I I hate this whole thing and you're just gonna like uh, have resentment and you're gonna be like fuck man I fucking suck I failed and who knows what can happen uh, to you at that point but um, yeah just understanding what the why is right like why do you want to create art asking yourself that question why is it is it because you want to make money cool now we plan accordingly is it because you want to change lives cool now we plan accordingly is it because that's all you're good at that's okay too. Let's plan accordingly. But if you don't even know why you're getting into it and you're just kind of like loosey-goosey, like, well, I don't know. Like, 
maybe you shouldn't go into business. Maybe you should go into like a group of other artists, like a, a community with other artists. Like I know they have like, um, uh, what's like that? They have this thing every month where artists, they come together in this one building and then they just sell their stuff. Like at, at the brewery like that? Um, I guess so. I guess so. But just get get in a community where where all independent artists gather. And then once a month, they, they, they're pretty much testing the market to see if their artwork is worth anything. Yeah. And if there's an actual market for what they're creating. So I think something like that is more safe because you get to see like, do people even want what you're putting out there? But if you don't even give a fuck, then I would just say, yeah, I'm like, do it. But yeah, just understand why the fuck you want to do it. Because yeah. it's not easy at all. Yeah. And um, if I take your word for granted and you've already, and we assume that you've already thought of all these things and you really want to pursue what you want to pursue. Now, this is our backstage talk. This is what I recommend. I recommend taking all of your expenses and minimizing them as small as you can. Because the, the, the less men, uh, expenses that you have, the less money you need to sustain. And that's when you're going to have the least amount of stress so that you can focus the most on your art. But a lot of people, they think about what they need first before what they produce. So, for example, I have so many artist friends before they even open their art business, they go, I need an art studio. So they are immediately already get an art studio and now they're paying $2,000 a month. That's already an expense that they have to go. And then they go, I need to get this and this and this. And I'm like, how many clients do you have? Oh, zero. But I know if I have these things, that's when people are going to think I'm professional. That's the artist speaking and that is not the business person speaking and it needs to be the other way around. Let your money and your clientele dictate the amount of gear that you have. Because when you're when you're an artist, it's so easy to go, dude, if I just had the better camera or the better canvas or the better paintbrush or the better studio, I'm going to be able to produce masterpieces. But how many people are waiting in line for your masterpieces? Zero. So when you first start out, I actually think it's more important to put your take your artist hat off and put on your business hat first. And so minimize all of your expenses to the point where if it could be almost just food only, that'd be awesome. Cause then now the first clientele that comes in, if they're able to pay you um, like a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks, that might last you a couple months. And now you can really focus on your art and really focus on your clientele. And now when you have a ton of people, now you're like, oh wait, I don't need to have these meetings in my living room anymore. I can actually afford to have a studio with a reception area because now I have that many people coming in. Oh, well, I have so many people coming in. I need someone to schedule for me. So now you book a secretary or you get a receptionist and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Now I need to hire assistant. Now I need to have two cameras to have two simultaneous shoots. You let your clientele and your amount of business dictate how the operations are versus a lot of people, they focus straight on the operations. Yeah, And what's so cool nowadays is that there are so many independent artists and there's so many independent workers and there's so many people creating apps or just creating so many things that didn't exist, like jobs that didn't exist 20 years ago, that now you don't need to have a brick and mortar to show that you're professional. People actually look at the work that you're producing and they're like, fuck, you're really fucking good. Wait, what? You only live in a cardboard box? Damn, that's even tighter. You know what I mean? So, so, showing that flash of the equipment and the studio and I got to be professional and I got to have the best business card. All that shit is fucking 
fucking hocus pocus fucking pixie dust it doesn't mean shit like yeah. it's, it's what is it fugazi you know like yeah, it's, fugazi, fugazi. It, yeah it doesn't mean anything you know yeah. so so um just focus on the art focus on what it is oh focus on why it is that you want to do that and and another great advantage of doing it now is that we have social media you fucking started your own art instagram that's amazing now people now you have foot traffic like that's so cool that didn't exist before like yeah. definitely take advantage of that try to link up with other artists in your community or out of your community start attending more art shows start collaborating if you possibly can and by collaboration it can be like a joint artwork or it can be you contribute to this big collection of art or it could just be they shout your shit out you shout their shit out like there's so many different ways to collaborate with artists just to get the word out there yeah and um, if all this business talk, you're like, oh man, that's not my cup of tea. I think that's completely okay too. Then I think the other option is if you still want to pursue your passion is to actually find yourself in a team. So maybe you don't look for a traditional nine to five, but like, let's say you love graphic design, right? And right now you have a really dope Instagram of all the graphics that you put out there. Maybe you don't want to deal with all the business stuff and Maybe now you just work for a record label and all you do is graphic design for album covers. So now you let someone else worry about the entire business stuff or you work for a design firm or something and you give all that stuff to someone else. Because for me, um, what I've learned throughout this whole journey, which is when we first started JK, um, I knew I loved comedy, right? And I, uh, we loved it so much. And uh, But we were in the negatives, like my my... Personal uh, bank, account. My personal account was like negative 300, negative 80 all the time. So was yours for like the first two or three years. And we finally got it to a point where like you were getting paid a thousand dollars a month. I was getting paid a thousand dollars a month. Joe was getting paid a thousand dollars a month. And I think Casey was getting paid a thousand dollars a month. Four, four years in. Yeah. And then we're like, cool. This is so cool. But can we have a family on that? You know, we're not even thinking that far, but we were happy. So we're pursuing our passion. And it got to the point where, um, uh, we were making like like $60,000 as a whole company. And it was just split by all these people. We know we're just trying to grow it and it wasn't really sustainable. But when we started thinking about it from a business perspective and we really blew up the company, that's when we turned JK into a seven-figure company. And when we turned into a seven-figure company, uh, both me and Joe looking at a company that went from making $1,000 in six months to something that turned into a seven-figure company, we thought we were businessmen. You know, so we started doing a lot more business stuff because we're like, oh, hell yeah, we're entrepreneurs, we're businessmen. Let's do more business stuff. And we expanded like crazy. And we started doing like barbell stuff. And I kept wearing this business hat. But after come doing all this business stuff and coming full circle and having a vlog channel, podcast, the gym, a fitness clothing company, even doing selling online programs with Kaizen, doing supplements, doing JK, JK News, going on the road, touring, doing all those things. Hold I'm going to pause you right there because okay. dun, 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 I'm introduce our first sponsor. Shout out to our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. And I'm really happy about this sponsor because this is something that I personally go through all the time for both JK and Barbell stuff, which is being able to find highly qualified candidates. And that's exactly what their job is. Their job is a place where you can go. Uh, where hiring is simple, fast and smart. And it's where businesses can 
get connected to qualified candidates. And uh, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find jobs, uh, find people for your job with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. And this is the part that I really, really, really like. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Wow. So this is amazing because if you're into online business like me, every goal you set should have been done yesterday. Yep. Things move so fast. So even with like the, the I guess like the courteous or polite rule where people put in their two weeks to leave or you give them two weeks, Two weeks is a long time. Sometimes you need someone tomorrow. A lot of times you need people yesterday. So with this, if you can already find four out of five people that you like within the first day, that is awesome. And time is money when it comes to business. So I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there and you're, or other people that are growing businesses and you're always looking for extra help. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash bell. That's B-E-A-W. ZipRecruiter, that's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Bill, B-E-A-W, to try it for free because ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Okay. So what did you learn so from after, doing all that? When I learned from doing all those things, I realized I'm actually not a businessman. I'm actually very, very artist and I love creating. And so if... I were, and starting business is creating. It is, but it's a different type of creation. I'm like, I'm, I, I, en I enjoy creating art. So if I, but I'm glad I walked this path because I, w I wouldn't have learned all these things unless I did all the business stuff myself. Yeah. But now, um, if I were to tell myself like 10, 15 years ago, I would be like, hey, you just like lifting weights. Don't need to start an athletic company, get sponsored and let them run the business and you just have to wear their clothes. Yeah. And even same thing with the comedy stuff. You don't have to open a production company. Try to get on SNL. That way you could just focus instead of doing splitting your eight hour day into two hours of comedy and six hours of business, do eight hours of comedy and how much more productive would you be in a better mindset that you would be? And so now that I've learned all these things, I can't just abandon my business, you know? So now what we're trying to do is create that same structure uh, in JK and Barbell, where that way in Barbell, I can focus on creating content. And now we have the team focus on the business stuff and I can still focus on just the content and even with JK, we're trying to establish all the structure. So me and Joe could focus on just being cast and also making movies, which is also the same thing what Bill Gates does. He has a billion, he's a billionaire, but his favorite thing is programming. So he set up a whole company and he realized, wait, the whole reason why I start all this stuff is because I like programming. So he just locks himself away in a cubicle and he continues to program. Yeah, And that's what I learned over like 10, almost 15 years worth of business is, uh, Sometimes you, 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 yeah. you get into something and you think you're into something else only to find out what you're really into. Yeah. And I think that's okay. And I think uh, some of us have to learn that way. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I didn't realize that uh, I always wanted to do something in business. I didn't really know what. what. Uh, you know, the, the thought of having your own business and, and like you romanticize it. You don't really think about not going to sleep. You're working fucking 24 seven, like you're sacrificing a lot. Like that's not the, that's not the sexy provocative side of it. So no one really talks about that side. Uh, so that's why we fantasize about having our own business. 
But what I learned is I'm actually not bad at business. Um, I actually don't hate it as much as I thought I did. So it's it's like interesting because you are like, oh, I didn't, I don't really like it. But for me, I'm like, oh, it's kind of becoming pretty fun for me. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to like, I get where you're coming from when you're like, I want the freedom. Like you mean that you just want to create what you want to create and that's perfectly fine. Especially if where you're like, whatever's in your immediate vicinity doesn't, uh, sell or provide what it is that you create, I get it. But if you're going into your own business for freedom, you're doing it the wrong way. Um, but if it's for freedom to create something, then I say get with the team, like we already said, and make sure you find the person that's really good at business and passionate about business so that they can lay down the foundation so they can take care of the emails, they can take care of the sales, they can find the right marketing team. And it doesn't have to be a team of a lot of people. It can just be two other people and you. You're the artist. Then you have someone that's running the systems part of the business. And then you can have someone that's thinking about bringing more money into the company, you know? Um, so when I say bring a team, I'm not talking about a team of like 40 people. Uh, but if it's you that is really into business, then go for it. But man, oh man, there is nothing wrong with you joining another pre-existing company. Like you said, just becoming an independent contractor. You're still your own entity because that's what business, uh, that's what a, a uh, independent contractor does. You're not an employee to that company. So that means you can work on different projects from different different um uh uh not genres but like different companies projects? yeah different projects from different companies so you could work at a record label or you could work at a tv station or you can work for this other artist or whatever and you can keep creating but you're just not in charge of having to take care of all like the business part of stuff yeah i think like uh, another an analogy just to kind of make it a little bit more clear it's uh, like, let's say you want to take care of people, right? Um, and so if you want to take care of people, the most direct part of it would be like either a doctor or a nurse where you're interacting directly with the patient. The minute you go into a business, you're opening a hospital. So yes, you are taking care of people, but it's the whole system of taking care of people. But now you're your uh, healthcare provider to patient time is now minimized because now you have to deal with the scheduling, Staff. the liability, the legal stuff. I mean, there's legal zoom stuff. Uh, there's legal zoom now, so that helps out with a lot of things. But now sort there's of. taxes and accounting, and there's a whole and there's the utilities. There's all these things that go into running a hospital. So that's kind of the thing that you have to consider. Where like I'm a comedian, right? And when when I was just doing just comedy. It was like 90% of my time was focused on treating patients, like quote unquote, if I use that analogy. But then the minute we turn JK into a business and we're a production company, it's like 10% we're doing comp uh, comedy and 90% we're doing scheduling and looking over content and, and having emails. And so I think and that's- And talking about breakups and I can't get this project done and I, and I fuck, I, I lagged on this other project or what happened to this deadline? Yeah. So those are a lot of things that uh, to take into consideration. But with, with all that being said, if you do those things, and I, and I recommend everyone try try it. If you try and you like it, who knows, you might be a business person, but if not, I would highly suggest just working with the team and staying doing what you love. Yes, yeah, so I hope we were able to bring some clarity into your life and anyone else thinking of uh, starting their own business for the sake of freedom. Not that it's not impossible, but it's definitely not for the faint at heart. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully this was able to help you guys. And we're gonna go into another uh, another subject. Cool. Okay. 
So we have another submitor, another friend, and they write, I suffer with anxiety. I'm a 30-year-old man. How am I supposed to be a man and protect my family when I am scared of conflict or at least my brain tells me I am? Have you ever experienced this? Yes. Really? Yeah. So um, I think anxiety and avoidance of conflict is something you have to develop and it's something you have to build avoidance of conflict conflict you have to develop no 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 uh like the be the your ability to confront to confront oh, conflict oh, oh okay is something you have to develop so um so now i'm a lot i have a lot less anxiety than i did um before because i'm more confident How's before before when just like in my two life. Years ago? Just oh, in my okay, life. Okay. Yeah. So like like for example, like um, you know, when when I first got my ass kicked when I was six. So by your neighbor. Okay. So he beat the living shit out of me. And I'm like, oh shit. So I was always scared to get into At fights. Six? Oh. Yeah. I was so scared to get into fights, right? And then I uh I started taking Kung Fu. My, my parents took me in Kung Fu. I actually got pretty good at it. Is it because you got your ass beat or just because that's the tradition? That was just a tradition. Okay. And um, in Kung Fu sparring, I started doing really good. And then- uh, You're not going to do that to me again, you big fucking bully. <laughs> so How old I, was the kid that kicked your ass? He was younger than me. He was five. <laughs> he was my friend's little brother. And he kicked me in the mouth and I started bleeding all over the place. Wow. Yeah. That's- Embarrassing, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, so okay. so you are in a good spot. I'm sorry. And, um, and then, so I got pretty good at Kung Fu sparring. And then I remember I got into like a street fight and I got my ass kicked again. So I'm just like, now I'm still scared. And then you, and you would think that like, okay, once you get some sort of sparring down, uh, you would lose the anxiety, but no, it comes back. And then when I got into like uh, Muay Thai MMA, your anxiety shoots up again. Why? Because you're just unprepared. I think the anxiety comes from being unprepared for situations, whether it's a realistic unpreparedness or your perception of unpreparedness. Mm. So on the flip side of what- so, That's so true. So what's kind of cool about this guy is that he feels like he's unprepared for the situation, so he has anxiety, right? Which in sometimes is much better than the person that feels overprepared and thinks they can kick everyone's ass. So you know the guy that goes to the bar that thinks he can he kick- He puffs his chest out at everything? He thinks he can kick everyone's ass. He thinks he's bulletproof and then he gets his ass kicked. At least this guy is a little bit more realistic. So, sir, you are not in that bad of situation. But my point that I'm trying to show through this entire timeline is to show that to get rid of anxiety- and to get rid of the feeling of unpreparedness, the only way to do it is to prepare. How do you prepare? You just jump in front of fucking cars and traffic? No, so you don't take a one giant leap of faith. You get better day by day. So like whatever it is you are unprepared to do or whatever it is you're unprepared to do, you start doing it. So if it's- uh, Whatever's giving, giving him anxiety. Yes. So if you're mm. unprepared to confront someone, uh, don't do it when it's like, there's a parking situation and the guy already gets out of the car and there's road rage. That's a huge situation. Just start by maybe talking to people in public. Hey, sir, I just want to let you know that I like your shoes. Being able to <clears throat> being able to confront- Who's got the phlegm now, motherfucker? I know, I fucked up. Being able to confront <laughs> people when it's not a negative situation mm -hmm. where there are no negative consequences. And then you slowly build up to it. And now maybe going to a, a position where 
the confrontation is necessary. So I'm sure this someone that experiences this much anxiety, maybe they're at a Denny's or something and they eat and the change comes back and it's wrong. Someone with the amount of anxiety that this guy is experiencing, he's probably like, oh fuck, I'm like $5 short, but oh, I didn't want to even tell them. Oh, that's yeah. cool, I'll just go home. There's a chance to be a little bit more prepared. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be a dick. Yeah, hey ma'am, uh, can you just double check this? Cause I feel like I did the math, I could be wrong. I did the math and I think I'm short five bucks. Can you show me how you did your math? And slowly build up the preparation. And if it's being getting your ass kicked, that's the easiest one because there's so many classes you can take now. There's jujitsu, there's kickboxing, there's MMA. And they start you at a white belt level. So you slowly build your confidence and you slowly build your preparedness. Because even like with guns, which is something that you don't feel comfortable with, the more you slowly do it and the more, even if you just held, like even if you just held an uh, unloaded gun every day, eventually that becomes second nature. And then now you put the gun in with the loaded magazine and then that you feel comfortable with that. Like you don't have to go straight to, oh my God, I just got to shoot this gun, you know, because that's a huge leap of faith. You can slowly build it little by little to the point where. Uh, you don't have anxiety and you feel prepared for the situation. Mm, this is all great. I don't know if girls feel that, like in that in that way where like we feel less than, you know, like that anxiety, like having that anxiety and not feeling like a woman. Well, like if you're walking down an alley, don't you get scared and, and in the dark? You think yeah. someone's gonna? Yeah, but it doesn't make me feel less than a woman. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like like I'm not gonna be able to protect my family. I mean, that's just not a girl thing to do yeah well i think maybe for dudes when when um when they feel like they're not able to accomplish what society deems their responsibilities yeah, yeah. they feel less of a man yeah. but for, but uh for girls like i feel like ronda rousey does is not scared of being raped at all when she's walking through a dark alley because she's so fucking prepared you know True. like if there are four guys that are approaching her with their fucking dicks out she's probably like oh my god i'm gonna beat the fuck out of all four of these guys oh, right that's now. awesome i hope she feels that for sure she does i could guarantee you for sure she does okay yeah i don't know this is not really um yeah i i i don't know i'm glad you you wanted to talk about this because I just didn't realize that guys go through that type of anxiety because I know their societally societal standards says you have to be the protector of the house. Yeah. Well, also, I think just anxiety in general, like removing the guy or girl aspect of it. Yeah. Um, the concept of anxiety, it's people well, think- Because I didn't have anxiety because I, I felt unprepared. When, when do you I, when do you feel anxiety? I felt social anxiety when I needed to connect with people because I was just like like I'm not interesting enough. I don't know what to contribute like to like to this conversation because right you're now. unprepared. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I guess I didn't so, feel unprepared. So your just, your first your first point was if you're interesting enough, right? But if you're already like this, hmm, what's the most interesting thing about me? You know what? My first inter interesting thing about me is that I really love magic. I'm just making up an example. So I really now, do love magic. Okay, so now you test it. You talk to 10 people and you bring up magic. And do they feel more intrigued or do they walk away? Well, magic is interesting as fuck. Perfect. So all 10 of them, they're intrigued by it. Now you're like, I have this go-to thing in any social situation that I can talk about and I'll feel interested. So now your social anxiety goes down. Wow, how did you just change my mind? Magic? 
magic. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're you know? right. So it's because because girls naturally do it. They know if they get pulled over or whatever, they do their pouty eyes or they unbutton the little one Bull button. Oh, fucking shit. No, we don't do that. Fine. I'm just kidding. But that's what I mean. Like any situation that you feel anxiety, unless it's a chemical response, sometimes those are really hard because it's you just- You have no control. Yeah. It's just the phobia or there's just something in you, you know, like it's unexplained. Like if you're scared of- chalkboards like yeah. you just have this crazy you see a chalkboard coming closer you just freak the fuck out it might be harder but for most cases uh the anxiety comes from being unprepared for the situation yeah. and you can baby step it and if baby steps are too large you can even baby step the baby steps for example how do you baby step a baby step even make it even more baby for example the example of uh of the comfort not the confrontation one that you said the the five dollars short how do you do a baby step on that? So that's what I said. The so even the baby step. So the the full on confrontation is um, road rage, right? I'm gonna get get out of the car. Why'd you cut me off? That's already huge. The the baby step of that one is uh, excuse me, I'm the five the five What's bucks. The baby here. step of the baby step. The baby step of that is just like, hey, sir, I like your shoes. Oh, talking to strangers, you know, like in an in where there are no negative outcomes. Hey, sir, I like your shoes. If you even need a baby step, that. Practice talking to a wall. Hey tree, like your leaves. Hey, hey wall, like your like your paint. And the fact that you are able to talk to an external thing and voice, then you go, okay, cool. Now I talk to an animal. I mean, I talk to uh, inanimate objects. Maybe I could practice talking to a dog. Hey dog, I love your fur. And some people really need these. And I know it sounds funny, but some people really need baby steps. Yeah. Now the next step is talking to a person where there's no negative. Con hey, hey sir, I like your tie. It looks really nice. You know, and then you slowly build this confidence. You feel more and more and more prepared. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. I hope, uh, sir, that you were able to get some insight or anyone else. I really like the way you broke that down because I didn't think the anxiety was because I felt unprepared. But then when you're like broke it down like that, I'm like, oh, shit. It's only unprepared unpreparedness. Yeah. And the reason why I like that question is because I felt an anxiety a lot. And it's so relatable to me. And the way that I was able to deal with it is, I realized, it's just being unprepared, which is why I think I prepare for so much shit all the time. I take first aid classes. I want to be good at swimming because I don't want to ever, I don't like the feeling of anxiety or the feeling of feeling unprepared. So I like to be in the know of at least everything. And I feel like now the control of the world is in my hands. That's true. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's my approach and it works for me. I hope it works for us. Yeah. Hope people. it was able to help someone out there. I'm sure it will. Um, but before we move into the next situation, uh, I want to introduce our next sponsor. And our second sponsor is one of my favorite and something that I go to every time I need to unwind. That is best. Let me guess. Fiends. Yes. Best Fiends. I best knew Fiends. It. Yeah. I mean, you see me play it all the time. All the time, yeah. Taika actually loves it because it's so, the graphics are so colorful and it's so cute. It's like, it's like you're in this like little bug world and you're trying to kill or like not kill, but you're trying to dominate sloths that are yeah. like trying to eat your crops. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So all the levels are constantly changing. Yeah. I'm currently on, because it changes so much right now, they have like this little Valentine's one that's just really, really cute. Um, they're constantly updating the, uh, the levels every single month. So it never gets tired tiring or or boring um or if you're someone that's traveling or on the go and 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 you're like dang it i want to play something on the plane but i didn't download it man that oh, sucks yeah. don't even worry about it best fiend works offline too. oh cool yeah i absolutely love it i'm telling you parents or people that travel or just anyone that just wants to disconnect and just have a good old time it doesn't matter how old or how young you are you're gonna enjoy it it gets easy in the so it starts off really easy and you're like mm, i'm gonna 
I'm gonna like kill this game. And then towards the end, you're just like, whoa, why did it get so damn complicated? This is really good. And you're super invested. Like I can't put it down. I don't even like games. And I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it's super fun. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips. So make sure to download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Okay, and we're back. That was awesome. You took uh, you took control over that one. I like it. Okay, so we have someone else that submitted. Uh, okay, so this is going to be a long story. It's not that long, trust me. Uh, five years ago, my boyfriend and I started to date. Not a month later, I told my parents that I was dating him. They didn't even meet him yet, but told me to break up with him because he's eight years older than me. Plus, I'm first generation Korean and my boyfriend is Salvadorian. Thinking that this was unreasonable and not fair, we started to see each other on the down low. Fast forward five years and we are still in love. Oh, I love that so That's much. That's awesome, yeah. We've been through the ups and downs. He supported me while I was going through nursing school and my brother, whose opinion I trust, loves my boyfriend too. Oh. My boyfriend and I are obviously talking and wanting to get married Ooh. in the near future, but I'm trying to figure out how to bring it up to my parents, how happy I am, and I want them to uh, be privy to yeah. my love. What's mm -hmm. privy mean? Um, like in favor of. Okay, that's cute. I need to learn more words. Uh, in privy to be privy to my love life. It truly hurts my heart that I have to keep the person who makes me the happiest in the whole world a secret to my parents. Please help. Thank you. Oh, love you and the family you've created. Oh, thank you so much. You're about to create a family too, girl. I think you're in a really good position. Yeah. Because uh, they've tested because, the test. They've 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 survived the test of time. Yeah, and that's the toughest part because you're like, oh man. Cause that's that's your parents' biggest worry. You know, your your parents' biggest worry isn't uh, specifically a person. They're, usually, it's not that. It's is this person going to work out, and are you going to be um, actually taking make it to of, the end? Yeah, and yeah. taking care of make it to the end. And you guys already made it five years, and you guys are still in love. Not only that, your brother loves this guy. Like you have another person to vouch for him. Yeah, I think you're in a really good position. Yeah, I think you're in a really good position too. Um, I, I guess I get it because, you know, I've I've hung out. I, I had a Korean boyfriend and I know traditionally they want to keep Koreans with Koreans just because it's this whole unique culture that they understand and they understand the formalities. They understand, you know, because there's just so many rules and so many like there's so much structure in it that I get why they do that, especially because the family is so united that they want to have grandkids and just a family that everyone can, can communicate with. So I'm assuming that her parents don't speak English either. So they probably see that as a barrier. Yeah. Like, how are you going to dilute our Korean fucking blood? And I'm not going to be able to talk to my own son-in-law and, and or my own grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's very selfish, you know? And it doesn't sound like they're really providing much um, financial support for her either if her boyfriend was taking care of her. So yeah. like, what real hold do they have? Like, what real power do they have? So the logical argument is um, this is how my man proved that he loves me. He took care of me while I went to, went, went to nursing school. And hopefully the parents are like, oh, shit, that's pretty fucking dope. That's like one big thing. And then, of course, if they are that traditional, there's going to be some compromises. They're like, well, what about um, me being able to talk to him or about our, us being able to talk to our grandkids? I think that might be a thing where you're like, well, maybe he'll start taking Korean classes. You know, like I think there's there's different there's definitely different options and outcomes, but I think having sitting down and having a heart to heart yeah. and 
truly explaining how happy they made you or he makes you feel is super important because i think if you're able to lay your heart out and then have your parents feel your heart and uh then you back it up with the logic he took care of me and we've been we've lasted for five years i'm so sorry that uh, we've been doing it under the down low um for five years i think that would help out a lot yeah i agree I think the last thing you want to do is go in there with guns blazing and going, listen here, motherfucker. Yeah. This is what the fuck is happening. And it sounds like she really does respect her parents uh, enough to where she doesn't want to break their heart. Like she's torn. And yeah. that to me shows someone that really, really cares about her parents' feelings and, and really wants to take care of them. Because if she didn't, she'd be like, not that people that go against it are like, fuck you, I hate you. But she's she's not very selfish, you know? Because she's like, damn, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to like put them down or not put them down but um can't even think anymore i've been talking all day uh, i don't want to let them down yeah um so like she's she's very sweet for doing that but you're not doing yourself any favors by keeping it a secret and you're old enough now like like yes they're gonna be upset so prepare yourself for that Know that they're going to be upset. Know that there might be some yelling. Know that they're going to disown you. Know that the worst of the worst might come your way, even though it's been five years. You've, 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 um, uh, you've lasted this long. He's, he, you, all the logical arguments that you already stated, like that's not going to matter to them because you lied. You disobeyed them. You made them look stupid. You're going against your Korean tradition. Like they're going to throw all this shit in your face and you have to be prepared to just absorb it. And just understand that it comes from their own insecurities and their own um, their own anxiety too, because they're already preparing themselves for the worst. Like, how am I going to communicate? How are the family gatherings going to be? What are what are church friends going to say? Like, oh my God, a Salvadorian! Like, they're already thinking the worst, you know. So let them have their say. Just know that it's coming from a place of of love, and they're trying to protect you, even though the, you're like, I don't need the protection, like back off it's okay um if you can see it lovingly and just see that even if they're coming off races just be like okay well they're probably coming from a place where that's all they know you know you're like you don't want to the last thing you want to do is fight with them because again it sounds like you really love them and you want them in your life so let them say their piece and then just say hey you know what i respect that but i also want you i don't know how it works in an asian family but like you just have to understand that you know, I, I really love this man. And now we pull in the heart thing that you're saying, like, I really love this man. And, and, you know, I, I, I've been with him for five years. I don't want to be with anyone else. He's the man of my dreams, my heart, my soul. I want to marry him. I want to make a family and, and I really want you to be in my life. But if you can't accept that for now, maybe we should just part ways for a little bit. I, think, I don't know if that's the right thing. Well, I don't think there's a, uh, I don't think there's a specific to Asian family because like this to me is so relatable. It's just parents that are disapproving of the significant other. You know, yeah. doesn't have to be uh, Asian or not Asian. It could be all white. It could be all. It could be a, a white girl well, dating another person, and then a two white parents. Like, I don't want that guy. You know, it could be a class issue. Like, hey, we're uh, we're prestigious. We're all Ivy Leagues. Who's who's this guy? You know, like there's like. So to me, it's just a disapproving parents and uh, to crack disapproving parents. Um, I think if you lead with heart, that helps out. But I also think the other thing that to look on the bright side, once you're able to get all of that out on the table, you no longer have to date this guy in the shadows, you know, and, and it'll feel that much better. And it's not like you're keeping a secret. And I think what's 
what's cool about what you just said is when you list out worst case scenario, it's no longer no longer this haunting thing. So if you're able to list that, okay, they are gonna yell. They are not gonna talk to me for a month. They are, they are gonna do this. Uh, for whatever birthday next month, I'm not gonna be invited. But if you list it all out and you're like, cool, that's it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, that's awesome. Um, depending on how strong your parents are and how much you're willing to confront them, another method that I might try would be writing a letter. Cause sometimes like, you know, you meet with your parents and you're like, fuck, how do I fucking tell them I've been lying to them for five years, the guy that they disapproved. And also I don't want to throw my brother under the bus. Cause then they're going to be like, what the fuck? So, so fucking Johnny, you knew that fucking Sarah has been Johnny dating. Kim. Yeah. Johnny Kim, you knew Sarah has <laughs> been Dave, dating Alfredo. And then you're like, you know, so you don't want to throw your brother, the brother on the bus too. And then you're just, oh fuck, I'm so fucked up. And then Johnny's like, what did I tell you? I told you don't, don't, don't leave me out of this shit. You know, you're just going to cause a lot of drama. So what's cool with writing a letter is that you're able to write your thoughts down, reorganize, yeah, yeah, rewrite, rewrite, rewrite until it's a, like a, they can follow like a stream of consciousness that's nice and logical. And then they are able to sit on it. So that way, if they want to slap you, they can't even slap <laughs> you because you're, you're not, not there, there <laughs> you know? So like maybe you can even do that. You write your letter and at the, at the end of it, you're like, you include a headshot. And you go, sorry, I'm not there for, for, for you to slap, but go ahead and slap my picture. I can never imagine me doing that, sending a picture. I mean, uh, <laughs> writing a, a letter, writing a pic. What the fuck? Writing a pic writing offense? A, <laughs> writing a letter and not being there. That's just not my style. I can't, I can't do something like but that. But you're also confrontational. I'm very confrontational. So, it, right. it, so I think depending on your level of comfort, yeah, you're if right. you want to just send the letter and you can even be like, hey, mom, I'm going to give you a letter, bounce. Uh, when you have some time, especially if your parents are like alcoholics and they have anger problems, you probably don't want to be there because they might beat your ass for reals. Or you can be like, hey, I, I don't want to jumble up my thoughts. I want to read. I want you to read the letter and I'll stand there right in front of you. You know, there's like multiple ways or you can go. Let me recite my letter. Yeah, there's so many ways I, to go. I feel about like it. even one of the, maybe like not even confronting your parents with your with your boyfriend. That might not be a good idea either. Yeah, you don't want to just show up to. Yeah, they're going to be like, get the fuck. Oh, my God, please don't do that. I can already hear it. But who knows? Who knows? You might know your parents more. I'm hoping you know your parents better than we do. Yeah. But I wouldn't advise that. Or if you want to turn this into a movie, uh, you take your parents on a cruise and then somehow you make it where your your dad uh, is thrown overboard and then your boyfriend yeah, jumps so into the water and just, and just happens to be there, jumps into the water, save them. It's like, oh, shit, I like fucking Hernandez the whole time. Or it would be crazy if the, within these five years he learned how to speak Korean and now he introduces himself and he has a full on Korean fucking conversation. And now what can the parents say? Yeah, he shows up in a Taekwondo suit. And yeah. He fucks, yeah, and then he does a couple kicks in the air and then he goes, I know how to make Salvadorian kimchi. Yeah, he's like, Manaso, come up, samnida. I don't know. I fucking botched that up like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be tight. Or they can do the boat idea um, and then they can go, they can make like a viral video and then the parents see it like on the Korean news. That could be pretty cool too. Yeah, so many there's, options. There's lots of ways, but, uh, or maybe even brainstorming with your man might be a really fun thing to do, you know? But the dopest part about the story is that you fucking found someone. Like that's so fucking beautiful. The dopest part is you found someone who lasted five years. Yes, that's fucking beautiful. So at the end of it all, if this world were to fucking end and it's just you two on this fucking earth, you guys can overcome any of this shit. Yeah. Parents come around, dude. They really they do. They always do. Like, even if it, and I hope it never gets to this, but on their deathbed, they're gonna feel like pieces of shit that they let their, their, 
relationship uh, or their own close-mindedness ruin their relationship and they'll yeah. come around. Like they always, always come around. Because what they really ultimately at the end of it, more so than like the culture and all that, they just want to see you're taken care of and that you guys have the love and um, have more than what they had. Yes. So if you can show that you've had more, you guys, there's so much love and like you guys are taking such good care of each other their guard is going to get, you know, it's slowly going to come down. Yeah. And they're going to have the cutest mixed babies that look like Taika. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's so true. It is. All right. Well, uh, yeah, just show, show your parents a picture of Taika. <laughs> like, this is what it look do like. Do you want one of these guys? These are freaking cute. <laughs> yeah, dude, do that. Okay. And we want to introduce our last and final sponsor. All right. Shout out to our last sponsor, Embark. And Embark is so freaking cool. They are a dog DNA breed and health kit. And honestly, this is something that I wish we would have had before because as you guys know, when we had Briggy, we didn't know until two years in that she that was- at three years. Th yeah, that no, she, no, no, at three years in. Three I, years in that we found out she's a canine and we found out the hard way, which is she started having these seizures that could be lethal. And if you guys follow the vlogs- no, They were lethal. Yeah, yeah. When you follow the vlogs, uh, you found out that that's actually how she passed away. Yeah. And because it, we thought she was a German Shepherd the whole time. Right. And a baby German Shepherd that just wasn't growing into a full-size German Shepherd. So we realized she wasn't really a German Shepherd. But if we had this kit, we could have tested her and figured out what their needs are because a lot of different breeds, they actually have all kinds of different needs. Some need high exercise, low exercise, high fat diet, low fat diet. There's so many things that breeds need. And without knowing what they are, it's hard to give your little furry animal the best life that they can. And that's exactly what Embark does because Embark is the most comprehensive kid on the market. And they're looking at over 250 breeds and 170 genetic health conditions to help you best care for your pup. And Embark is the only research grade dog DNA test kit on the market. Yeah, we talked about getting our dog fawn tested on our last episode and we just submitted the kit. So we're waiting to get back the results. So by maybe the next podcast or the one after that, we'll we'll let you know what she is yeah, or what she has. Because she has, what's so cool about her is she looks like a German Shepherd, but she doesn't shed like one. So yeah. that's always piqued our curiosity. Like what's the thing that's preventing her from shedding? It yeah. could be, I don't know, some other, some furless dog, who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> right now, Embark has an exclusive offer. You can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the promo code BAIL, B-E-A-W, to save 15% off your dog DNA test. That's visit EmbarkVet.com, use the promo code BAIL, B-E-A-W, and find out what your dog is. Okay, so here is our final submission. Um, hi, Gio and Bart. A few months ago, my boyfriend of three years randomly broke up with me. He said he wanted to be single and just didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. A couple weeks later, he posts that he's on a date and then blocked me on every social media platform. It felt like one day everything was okay and the next he disappeared. I never received closure and always have the what ifs playing in my head. I still love him, but I know he cheated on me. How do I get over him and stop thinking it was my fault? that he did this. Wow, that sucks. It sucks that you went through that. Um, and uh, when you say, I know you, he cheated on me, is that that you really know or you're assuming? And I don't know that because you didn't submit that. So that's like something that's up in question. Yeah. 
But one thing that's for certain is um, if he's able to date in three weeks and he blocks you, I think he fell out of love with you a long time ago and he just didn't have the balls to say. So I think that's why when he ended it, it was so easy for him to just move on. Yeah, and just go bam and just move on. And it's 100% not your fault. You know, like this guy, he just didn't have the balls to say that he fell out of love. Yeah, he's really immature. And he, was, he wasn't he was able to confront you about it. And um, and it sucks that you feel like it's your fault. Yeah. And it sucks that you don't get closure because it's just more questions and more questions. Like, oh, wait, you're on a date? Hey, I have a question. Oh, wait, I'm blocked? Uh, can, can I text you? And I'm blocked again? So you're just constantly blocked. And this might be one of those things where it might take a long time to have closure because you're just not getting any answers. So you don't really know how to close the book. And it's much easier said than done to say, just forget about it. Um, but man, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I think that this is a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah, my heart goes out to you. It sucks because, um, yeah, there's that level of trust that's completely destroyed. And now if she gets into a new relationship, it's like, fuck, is this going to happen to me again? It might even be hard for her to get into a new one because she's yeah. still thinking about the old one. Right. And and to just be thrown away like that, like that's that's horrible. And I can't imagine how you must feel. And again, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I think all you can do right now is, is just really work on yourself, work on um, understanding what it is why it hurts you right like like yes i love him but why did you love him like write write a list out i'm like such a big big advocate of writing shit out i feel like when it's in your head it just kind of loops and it doesn't really go yeah, too I, I far don't, i don't think people list enough actually yeah i think you should you should get a sheet of paper and write down what do i love about this guy and write it all down right just let's keep it simple what do i love about this guy i love that he was he he made me feel beautiful i love that or not even what he did for you, What just him as a person. I love that he had a job. I love that he had a car. I love that he was funny. I just list it all out and then list the stuff that you hated about him, right? List all that stuff out. Then look at that list and be like, okay, well, why do I love that stuff? And then really try to answer that. Why do you love that he's funny? Why does, it, why does he need to be funny, right? And the reason why I'm having you do this is so that you can figure out what it is that you loved about this person so that you can hold on to that and say like, okay, these are the things that I want in or that at least that that i'm seeking in my my next partner at the very least because you're not going to get answers so just tell yourself you're not going to get those answers anytime soon and you have to find closure for yourself yeah because you can't keep holding on to the what ifs you can't live in the past because if you do you're going to go fucking crazy and you're not going to progress and it's just going to bleed into other parts of your life and it's just not going to be a good place for you to be in yeah and if you think the reason why you love him so much is because he's irreplaceable when you write all these things down, it might be like, oh shit, this guy's actually a dime a dozen. Yeah, maybe. Every guy I know does this, you know? Yeah. It could be. So it kind of just like, it, it it puts it into perspective uh, what you're really looking at. Because I remember even for us, we were looking for a house. I mean, this is completely different from relationship, but we're looking for a house for two years and we're comparing like, you know, every house has its own personality, location, neighborhood, and its own amenities. And you're kind of comparing constantly apples to oranges to bananas and it's just constant. And then we're like, what do we want? And then uh, then we we have our, our house that we live in now popped up. And we're like, how do we compare these to all these? And we're like, you know, we need to just write down what it is we're really looking for. Yeah. So we wrote down like, I think 20, 20 things that we cared about. 
um, from being a one story house to whatever. And then we wrote down like one through five, what's the most important, what are like fuck no's and what are things that we can compromise on. And when we wrote all that stuff down, the house that we looked at now shot up like a shining star. We're like, oh wait, I can have literally 19 out of the 20 things get five out of five. And the only thing is now I just have to drive 20 minutes further to go home. That's, that's, no, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. When we were just kind of caught in this mud of like, which house is the best, you know? So yeah. I think being able to list things down and look at things, it, it clears it up. And it, it really helps with the, the coping and getting the closure yeah. later too. Yeah. And then like, so, and then you would, so with the good, you write the bad, all the bad down. And then you're, you're going to start to see like true colors of, of why it is you even like it. It might be something in you that uh, you're attracted to someone that has these bad qualities, you know, because of our past. Like, like some of us have gone through some trauma and we tend to hold on to it because it's a comfortable place. And, and you listing out the bad, you might be like, oh shit, like, wow, that I, I, I'm attracted to these bad qualities or I'm attracted to these really good qualities. So I have to make sure to stick to these, but the bad ones, oh no, I don't want those. So then figuring out what it is that you, you loved and I guess didn't love about this person, writing that down. The next layer to that, I would say, what are the things that are unwavering? What are your boundaries? What are things that you're just like, no, I'm not gonna ever have a guy call me a bitch. I'm never gonna have a guy mistreat, you know, my loved ones. I'm never gonna have a guy, um, um, you know, keep crazy secrets or whatever. Or, or as soon as a guy, um, he shows a sign of like, I don't know, being secretive with me. That's when I'm going to draw the line, like writing down what your, your fuck knows are, like you said, um, and, and really sticking to that and being like, yes, these are my laws and I'm not breaking my fucking laws. These are unwavering. I don't negotiate with my shit. And then really getting, really understanding that. So if you can see what I'm getting at, I'm just really trying to help you understand who it is that you are, what it is that you bring to the table, what it is that, that, um, that you want. And, and I feel like the more you can recognize these things, the, the, the more you're, you might even see that this guy wasn't shit because he really sounds immature, you know? Um, and maybe, I mean, who knows, you might also be immature and this is helping you mature like seeing this situation too as like oh fuck like this guy was really really mature and i didn't see that what does that say about me yeah because usually we put ourselves in these types of situations because that's the place that we're at and i wouldn't see it as like fuck man why did this happen to me i would see it as like oh shit this is some fucking growth opportunity like thank you immature kid for being this way you just taught me a life lesson i never want to experience this again so it, like the amount of knowledge that you're going to gain going through this is is fucking priceless so i think if you can view it that way too it definitely takes away not the heartache but at least it eases the pain yeah one thing also that helps with the closure and the coping of it <clears throat> is breaking your life cycle right now so if you are going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then you go to work during these times, and then you usually see him on this certain time, um, when you live the exact same life cycle, you're, you're going to get constantly reminded that this person is missing out of your life, you know? Or even get angry that this person did this to you yeah. because it's reminding you. Because it's even like, let's say you have a dog and you're so used to letting the dog go pee in the morning and do this. And then you go on the walks on Saturday at the at the park or whatever. Um, when, when your dog passes away, 
you're reminded of all those things when your life cycles like that. But then if you are immediately in another country and it's completely different, you're not, not reminded. Yeah, you're not even thinking about those things. So uh, what I would do is completely swap your life around, pick up new activities, go hang out with their friends again. If you're gymming in the morning, go gym at night. Like just completely switch it up so you're in a in a new fresh state of mind and you break that life cycle and uh and whatever you wanted to do to make your life better before that you weren't able to try to incorporate some of those things if you're like oh you know what I, I always wanted to do yoga or I always wanted to, to to take photography class go sign up for that class in college and figure out a way to fit that in because now there's this new thing for you to latch onto and kind of progress on and as you progress on things you just feel better and you build self-esteem and yeah. your your well-being and your happiness in your life and the fulfillment in your life isn't so much dependent on that one person anymore. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's such good advice. Yeah. I, I agree so 100%. break your life cycle, pick up something new, mm -hmm. and whatever you always wanted to do, go do that thing. And and all of this is a big emphasis on your mindset. If you've, if you've been listening, hopefully we've done a good job, but it's all in your mind. It really, really is. And it's, it's shaking up the routine so that you have a new perspective. It's changing the state of mind that you're in. Um, that you're in. And if you, and if you're constantly feeling this heartache, tell yourself, Hey, it's okay. I respect that I'm feeling this. We acknowledge that you feel bad, but now you have to say, okay, girlfriend, it's time to put your big curl, big girl panties on. We felt the pain we needed to feel. We need to move on. And you have to kick yourself in the butt because no one's going to do that. You really, really have to kick yourself in the butt and say, yes. Okay. Yes. This happened to us. It is okay. I feel bad. I'm going to cry but that's it. I'm going to cry for like 10 minutes or I'm going to cry for 30 minutes or I'm going to cry until I can't cry anymore. But once I'm done crying, I need to get up and do something. Like you have to have to really kick yourself out of the funk because you can have your girlfriends and they're going to push you. But if it's not coming from you, it's not going to matter. So you really, really have to focus on kicking that shit up a little bit and going, nah, man, like we're going to fucking dominate this today or maybe not dominate. That might be too strong. It's just like, we just got to shake it up. If that means getting out of our PJs and putting on gym clothes, but not even going to the gym, just putting on our gym clothes and going to get the mail. That's it. Just these little baby steps to kind of just shake up the routine too is is what you got to start doing. Yeah, but I'm again, I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but yeah, see this as sucks. a yeah, see this as as an opportunity for you to grow and um never feel that again see it as a blessing you might even want to thank him not in person because it might be too fucking soon but thank him in your head like thank you motherfucker yeah thank you for being the example of the man i'm never gonna fucking marry one uh oh that gives me chills bikini. yes one, one tried and true <clears throat> uh method of getting closure and coping too is uh, seducing that guy's best friend Oh my God! If you seduce yes. the best or his friend, dad. go after go his, his dad. dad yeah. If you seduce, <laughs> get the, the fucking the daddy. Dad, oh man, you're able to take some pictures with them, all butt Fuck naked. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, give it to him real and, good. Yeah, that that level of closure, you know, all that life yes. cycle shit. That shit don't work. Fucking get with don't, the daddy. Don't, don't get. Don't don't, go, don't be working on hobbies that you always wanted to do. That's who cares about that. Seduce the dad. Yep, and then start calling him son. Hey son, oh, how was school? Yeah, that's yeah. That's Are you the and your best. little girlfriend gonna go and and go into your room? That's okay, baby. Yeah, and then now go. I command you to unblock me because I'm now your mom. <laughs>
That's the best way. That's what I do. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy we were, <laughs> we were able to shed some light on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got, I mean, that's why we're professionals and we give professional advice, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that's, tell you the stuff that the other people don't tell they're you. They're afraid of telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, you guys, I think we've done enough damage for today. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how you like this community. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you like this segment. Let us know if you do like it, what we should be calling it. Also, communicate with us uh, in the podcast by giving this podcast five-star rating. Leave a nice little comment. It always makes us feel really, really nice, warm and yeah. fuzzy inside. Um, and yeah, thanks again for being so vulnerable. I hope you guys learned something. Stay close to our Instagram at Bart Kwan yep. and at Geo underscore Antoinette. Because we do, we'll weekly hit you guys up and be like, hey, what do you guys want us to talk about? And we read, we try to read all of the stories and the and the ones that like really, you know, um, um, grab our attention we talk about. But hopefully we can get to, through all of them. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Right now, uh, try ZipRecruiter for free. You guys can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash bear. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash bear. Um, that's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash bear. B-E-A-W. Um, yeah, and get it for free. Okay, and also thank you to uh, Best Fiends. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every single month. With over a million at downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's, free, that's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And also, thank you to Embark, and they have an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else right now. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code BEAW, B-E-A-W, to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. That's visit Embark.com and use promo code BEAW, B-E-A-W, to save. And last but not least, go to BarbellBrigade.com and check out me and Ma Bear's gym, fitness apparel, and supplement company, BarbellBrigade.com. Always dominate humbly. See you guys next time.